0: Hi and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast Two Sober Chicks. Hi and thank you for being here with me. Welcome to May 5th, 2020. I come to you live from my studio, also known as my closet, at 9.20 this Tuesday evening. I wanted to talk a little bit about step four. So step four in the 12-step program is made a Searching and Fearless Moral Inventory of Ourselves. And I have um, several sponsees, three right now, that are working on their step four. So I'm steeped very heavily in it, which is always a good thing, no matter if you're on step four or not, because really, this may a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, whether it's the first time or a fear or a resentment or a harm that won't let go of you, having this tool of doing an inventory, a written inventory of what we call a fourth or an inventory is such a helpful practice to have in our lives because in black and white we have as the 12 and 12 says a tangible tool a tangible um what does it say it talks about having tangible tangible results of whatever is churning over in our minds and once we look at whatever it is so say it's a harm We've done someone a harm. We look at the harm itself. I'll take, for example, a harm that I did to my brother recently when I was acting like a right biatch in the face of his way of coping with COVID. And the harm was, I was a bitch. I was a scrappy little bitch because his way of coping with COVID crashed into my way of coping with COVID. And so the nature of the harm was that I was in my own pride and ego. And when I'm in my own pride and ego, I can be nasty to other people. So you write down the nature of the harm and then you a sponsor will give you a format, but you write down the parts of yourself that reacted to the harm. Anyways, I'm saying all of this because I want to talk specifically about trauma and the fourth. And I am not a therapist. I am not a doctor. Lisa and I often have a disclaimer when we do our podcast together that we are just two chicks in recovery discussing our own thoughts, feelings, and opinions on recovery and what goes along with it. But I think it's important to mention that though, yes, in the big book, it talks about if you don't do a fourth, you're basically going to go out and drink and that we have to look for our part. When it comes to trauma, when it comes to childhood trauma or um, trauma that happens to us as a result of accidents or war or illnesses, we do not have a part. Even as adults, there is situations in which we do not have a part. And a good sponsor, I believe, but especially a good relationship with your higher power, helps us come to terms with when we do have responsibility with something and when we do not. And the genius about our program is we don't do it alone. So we can run it by people. So if you have childhood sexual abuse, for example, you do not have a part in that. Um, Lisa has often said in our podcast that her part in her childhood sexual abuse as an adult is that she kept hanging on to it and living it and holding unforgiveness in her heart my sponsor also talked about that on my podcast where we talked about forgiveness you can go back a little bit and it says shot glass of recovery forgiveness with my sponsor she discusses that as well Uh, Lisa and I also did a series and you can find the playlist in our podcast where we discussed per podcast, a step. So we have a great episode on the fourth step as well, which some people have found very helpful. So to keep that in mind, as we go forward can often be, um, release the burden of trying to figure out where we went wrong. And also sometimes the character defect doesn't need to be overcome. Sometimes it's something as simple as my insecurity is coming out and I want God to help me work with building up my own self-esteem instead of this is something that has to be removed from me. In my opinion, a character defect is something that prevents your connection with your higher power or results in harm to yourself or others. And if I'm having an issue with my confidence or self-esteem, I pray to God to help me overcome that, to become less of myself in my own Um, insecurity and more of him in divine affirmation or divine confidence because there's nothing that cannot be worked on when you harness the strength of your higher power. Um, It is his or her however you wish to define your higher power. It is and I refer to mine as God and he is male. It is his delight to be there for his children. It is his delight to answer prayer or walk alongside us when we're suffering. It's his absolute delight delight. So I believe that when you go to him humbly and lay it all on the line, he can help you transform anything. And you never see that more, in my opinion, than when you're around the the addicts and the alcoholics and the downtrodden, where the difference between living actively in our addiction and becoming recovered is simply because we surrendered our will and our lives over to the care of him, which is what we do in step three. That's what step three is. And then step 11, consistently connecting to him in order to discern his will for our lives. So for those of you out there that are new to the 12 step model and you're thinking to yourself that sounds awfully religious i can assure you that this is a spiritual program and not a religious one though a lot of the the two founding fathers of the program one of them was a very devout christian the other one is not they met in the middle and religion does not have a monopoly on god or higher power or spirituality so if you're a little hesitant about this program um, as you may or may not have heard in the rooms, give it a shot. Um, you have nothing to lose. And if you want, at the end, we'll refund 100% of your misery. And if you're already in the program, I encourage you to dig deeper. this You never graduate out of recovery. It's a lifelong trajectory that sometimes is up and down in all different ways sideways. But it really, I believe, is a gift to the addict, the alcoholic, to pull us out of the depths of our misery and to bring us into a better life. So I hope that's been helpful for you. Um, I hope you had a good day. I hope you had a good 24 hours. If you have not, fret not, beloved one, because everything changes, everything shifts. We have a new day ahead. So go to sleep, sleep well, and I will talk to you tomorrow.